You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, fundamentals of the Talmud. Uh, we're in the middle of this sugi, which is taking us somewhat far afield. And I think that's really what you need to do is be happy. You need to be happy with the ride. Um, we ended up yesterday talking about um, the prevalence and the increase, the uh, uptick using the uh, the modern lingo, like they talk about COVID, the uptick in witchcraft involvement uh, by um, women in particular, the, the Gemara mentions that. And therefore, it changed in a certain sense some aspect of the halacha. Now, I want to tell you, uh, Sheila, you know, yesterday um, I introduced to you what I think everybody should have, you know, I, I'm getting sort of ultra special, uh, ultra specializing here, but I, I think it's a good thing to remember. You know, you're going to have tools for every Masechta, which might be different. Um, there are certain basic tools that you can use for any page of Gemara, but eventually you sort of realize that in certain Masechtos, there are certain Rishonim and Achronim that you ride that somehow speak to you, and, and more than the fact that they speak to you, um, it, it, it's a little bit different. They actually uh, on objectively provide more cogent and direct information than others. And, and I would say that for me, you know, the, I mentioned them yesterday, the, other than the Ritva, which is a very important safer on, on Erevin for this specific Masechta, Two of them that 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 really spoke to me and that I ride whenever I learn this is the uh, the Gon Yaakov and and the Meiri. And I mentioned yesterday, you know, the Chedusha Meiri, how unique that commentary was. So after we were recording yesterday, I happened to check there again, and I saw that he has a whole different interpretation uh, about uh, Kshafim. In other words. You said yesterday, and, we, and I, the group that we were learning with said, the reason why once there has been this increase of of witchcraft uh, activity, we stay away from those breads, those wonderfully alluring gingerbread-style house breads that are there on the on, on the road, because, like you said, they might have a spell on them, and 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 who knows uh, the damage it'll cause you. And we said yesterday that these these pieces of Talmud that say this indicate that witchcraft uh, has a power and a reality, despite the modern um, sensibility that there is nothing to it at all. There's nothing to the dark arts. Um, and I mentioned yesterday that th- th- these are challenges to rationalists like the Rambam and others. Uh, the Me'iri, who followed in, in many ways in the rational aspect of the Rambam. You remember, Sheila, uh, a couple of, uh, a week or two ago, we saw that the whole idea of Ayan Hara uh, about, remember, about when you, uh, when you get a certain possession, when you, yeah. uh, right? Remember he said that he, he excises that from his, inter- from his description, his synopsis of the page, completely jettisoned any mention of Ayan Hara. Uh, Similarly, although he can't deny the fact that we're talking about witchcraft, he said, if it's witchcraft, we want you to destroy it. In other words, because an Avera was done with it. 
different than, than than we said yesterday. Yesterday we said the reason why you're not going to pick up this, even though it's baltashkas, this luscious bread, find a guy you could give it to. No, it's got a spell on it. Is witchcraft also for goyim? So that's that answers the other question too. First of all, it might be. It might be part of Avodah but but it answers why we mention the Jews. Now, why did he think there were Jews involved in it when it was on a road that we just said before is full of goyim? Okay, the Miri can whittle out of that and say, well, what we mean is if you find bread today in a Jewish area, because an Avera was done with it, let it get destroyed. In fact, maybe you should let it get trampled because this is the way you can sort of stamp out this this ridiculous, but more than being ridiculous, this usser activity. I don't have to, the Miri doesn't need to deal with whether it works or not because the reason you're picking it up is not for your own safety, but to show uh, a religious uh, activism and a militancy against witchcraft, which is which is usser to do. So... Isn't it easy how you can tap dance out of that that proof, right? <laughs> so it doesn't really, right? And so that's the way he understands that. So anyway, but 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 I think from a historical sociological perspective, what I saw was interesting was that you know the increase, and this is something that you you, you I think you spoke eloquently about yesterday, the idea of turning to, um, you know, the the dark arts and turning to other powers happens when you feel a lack of power. You know, it's almost like Avodah increases or the turning to, you know, it's almost like, uh, and, and I would say it's even similar to the idea of the Dark Ages um, when you, you have this uh, increase in, you know, you, you, of, 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 of very primitive um, superstitious ideas. And we know that that for much of the civilized world, they were actually philosophers and, and they were, and then we say the world went into the dark. And uh, that's a very simplistic way of looking at the history of, of Europe and, 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 you know, from the year a thousand or so. But there, I think there's a lot of truth to it that it, it wanes and waxes and, and, and it waxes uh, during certain good periods. But then when, whether it's disease or wars, or you know, a, a sense of the world being terrible, then people go into things like this, and um, you probably are going to see something like this, maybe uh, in COVID as well. There might be an increase in you know, definitely an increase in, in bubble mice is out there. <laughs> right, right. Which yeah, but that's in the Jewish and non-Jewish world is going to be right. Uh, and I think if, as, as, you know, I'm not getting on a political soapbox here, but I think if there are, if the, if, 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 if the political failures will increase, I mean, right now Trump is the, um, is the straw man for all the political failures of not being able to contain COVID. I think if you see a new administration that stands for the world leaders, if, if Biden and Harris representing this new world, and they don't have any greater luck our greater success in this, I think you're going to see people throw their hands up and say, what are we supposed to do? And I think that that's, that might be the re- reason why, you know, to be matzik, uh this event of why people turn to Kshofim, um and why the, the idea of some sort of uh, 
look, we all know how difficult it is to believe in just one God and follow the rules and not try to pattern God into your own fat, into your own um, image. And that's part of what Avodazara is, is serving of yourself. And I would assume Kshafim, because of the, the great uh, activity that you have in it, it, you feel, like you say, a sense of power, even if nothing works. But the religion calls on you to be powerful, to be to step up. You, you do a lot more than just, you know, I'm, I'm putting on tefillin and, you know, and, and I'm just going to learn Tyra. You know, you're actually involved in, in drawing pentagrams and, and, you know, in boiling up stuff in your, in, in your cauldron and uh, uh, doing incantations. And, and, like and that's that. probably the eager, could be the very the eager of why it's so usher. It's because you're ignoring the fact that Hashem's in control of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's also true. But you know, you know, the Gemara definitely says us that it's that it's it's become an a, a, an a epidemic of kshafim, and I think that's you know, we could say that that, that is sociologically um, a, a pattern that we see even today. So Leolenu. So that is that that's a, a good analysis of the Doris Achronim Shabbos Yisrael Prutos Bikshafim. All right. So, um, we're not finished, though, with magic. <laughs> Here comes a little more magic. Three lines from the bottom. Let me make this a little bit larger. Tana, uh, shleimim mavirin. There's a brysa about this. Hmm, sort of a brysa. Ptitin ein mavirin. Now, let's think about this. Um, this brysa... We, we first had the statement of that was extracted from Gamliel's actions, from Gamliel's actions, that we don't let food uh, stay there, uh, and there might be other sources to that. Then we saw Shimon Bar Yochai, Atana for sure, but let's say towards the period after the Chorban, telling us that stay away from them. Now we have a a, a next, we have like a. Um, an amplification or an explanation of Shimon Bar Yochai's or Shimon Bar Yochai's directive, saying yes, we don't completely ignore these foods. If they are sholem, we ignore them. Ptitin ein maviran. But if they are now ptitim, is actually the word for for being uh, crumbled, right? Um, Let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, see the Rashi here? You actually pick them up because some broken pieces, you don't have kshofim. So I'm, I don't have the Miri here in front of me, but I assume he would agree that it's ridiculous it doesn't work, but in this Avodah or magical mindset, it was the whole piece that has the spell, but not the broken piece. And I guess that that makes I don't know the, the principles of magic, but you can see how that could be true, right? Well, you could see how people would rather pick up a whole piece than a half piece. Yeah, okay, so in other words, the whammy is only on the thing that's alluring, right? If the, if, if almost, the, yeah, you can only kind of con me. It's like, only when you're into getting something for nothing will you get 
only when you're into getting a real something for nothing. Yeah, right. Will you get this? Right. But in other words, to, to use the metaphor I, I used from Hansel and Gretel yesterday and earlier today, the uh, if the gingerbread house doesn't look, if it looks like, you know, yeah, it, it, it looks like it, it looks like the <laughs> Chicago tenements, they, those kids wouldn't go in, right? Right, right, exactly. Okay. Right. Nowadays, the halacha is if you see bread, you do have to pick it up. I mean, you're not supposed to allow it to be trampled on, right? I mean, that's the halacha vis a Okay, I don't, I, I'm not sure. Um, I, 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 it makes sense because we don't have chutham anymore, right? Or we don't right. have. It's we don't, yeah. Also, you don't want, you have respect for food. You don't throw food, you don't throw bread. Right, right, but that's different than than this. This is where, right, right. In other words, if it's in your home and you bake the bread, and now the question is, are you letting a food fight happen among your kids? That's something different than <laughs> what's going on here. Here, you know, you happen to be on the road. You're on, you know, you know, I ninety, and oh, what's this? So um, yeah, that, but I don't know if today, unless someone's not really starving, I don't know if they're gonna. <laughs> right, as I, I as I said the other day, this was a, in a in a hygienic. Uh, the, their sense of hygiene is not what it was, and today anything that you would find anywhere, you would just leave alone, and you wouldn't touch anything for right. for hygiene reasons. Um, right. So you're right, Sheila. This 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 Gemara is interesting from a, in terms of a you know modern halachic perspective. This 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 whole halacha really get shunted away. Um, and, but it, yeah. you could maybe learn out anything that could be a danger to you. You yeah okay yeah I'm not saying there aren't practical uh, practical yeah true there's practical um, uh, aspects that we can apply to to other situations that aren't as archaic as what's being mentioned here, uh, and I think that's good to be thinking that way. I, I'm just you know again, but you see how um, this Bryce somehow again was aware of what magicians and witches did and they knew that you're not going to a piece that's petitim you're not going to have issue of magic so pick it up to save it so now the Gemara asks Amrle Ravasi Ravashi this is one of the later Ravasis but Ravashi we know is one of the editors of the Shas Vapetitim Loi Ovdin are you going to tell me that for broken pieces, low of done, they don't over them. They don't work on them. They don't try to, what do you think that means? Do magic too? They, they don't try to put a whammy on a, on, on a piece that's, that, that, that's broken. And now again, we quote a Pusik. So let's see where that Pusik is. Vaxiv. Let's go to, uh, I mean, it doesn't. Are they taking it from our halacha? Like, you know, it's more. It's, you make a bracha on a whole piece rather than a broken. If you have a sh- choice. Well, we're going to ask from a pasuk in Yechesko, which is going to be a source for us. Let's take a look at that pasuk here. Um, and it's Yechesko Yud Gimel Yutes. So here we are in Yechesko uh, thirteen thirteen. I'm going to cause a stormy wind. Uh, there's going to be all this Avnel Govish. There's going to be anger. Um, I'm going to break down the wall, uh, bring it down to the ground. 
Um, and this way you're going to know I'm Hashem. Uh, but I'm going to spend my fury upon the wall. Um, the, again, what this is, I'm not sure. Ainakir uh, You have to know what God, what Yechesko meant, what God meant to Yechesko. Um, I think what he's saying is you're going to see Yerushalayim uh, be destroyed, Nebuch. You're going to see what's going to happen. You're going to see the people who say that there's peace. There's not going to be any peace. Ein Shalom. So this is a very angry prophecy. Um, and of Atta ben Adam, um, this is, I think, speaking to Yechesko, and God says to Yechesko, look, I'm going to show that the people are wrong in believing that I'm, I can't bring the Horban. The Horban is going to come. Tell the people, Sim panechel benos ha-mecha, ha-misnabos um, I don't know if these were women specifically or the Jewish people in general, um, but you need to have a counter-prophecy. And what's the counter-prophecy Yechesko says? Oh, it sounds like this is very much women specifically, and it sounds like it's witches. Yeah. Let's take a look. The women that sew cushions upon all elbows. They make pads for the heads of persons of every stature to hunt souls. Some kind of voodoo looking sounds. So they, it's like it's like a Madame Defarge witch, right? She's yeah. she's somehow she's sewing and she's sewing cushions and making pads and like a voodoo um, doll. Right? Uh, are you going to be nefoshos? Going to hunt the souls of my people? Nefoshos uh, save souls for yourselves. It sounds very very uh, uh, yeah. And Um and you have profaned me, bishale saorim, for handfuls of barley, ubitote lechem, lahomis nefoshos asher lo timusena, to slay the souls that should not die, ulachayis nefoshos asher lo tichayena, and to save the souls alive that should not live. No, it's very telling. Um, This is, if you want to, again, looking at this Pusik, um, and you can see the next Pusik, thus, you know, I'm against your cushions uh, where you hunt souls as birds. I'll tear them from your arms. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, again, what is this talking about? This is an incredibly vivid graphic description. And you can see that, that, Chazal's assumption that this is talking about the witchcraft that wasn't just at the Chorban, but here was again the second Chorban, which is what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago. That mm-hmm. This was the first Chorban, that Yechesko was being, and this gets into your theory, that here either, there are all these witches coming around and doing stuff and putting whammies and spells on people. Right. And, and the question is, it's, it's usually... It's the Ignatian Tzidkanios that, that cause a geula, right? <laughs> so it's, so it's, so, it's the opposite, you know, then they're also the ones, the evil ones bring death and destruction. So the, the thing is, it's Amida Kenegad Midoth, Hashem is bringing destructions because something, we're destroying something. You're great, Sheila. In other words, you're saying that the idea is, is that 
is that once again it's the power of women if they just get their act correct. Oh yeah, we can say they are word. they are the ones who are the saviors of the world, and here they were, in, in this hey, sense. Sorry about that. I really got to do tshuva. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, the point though is is that uh, this pasuk is 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 a description chazal see of blatant witchcraft. And the Pusik that is being uh, uh, put to the fore is this one, um, that you are machalel my bishale saorim uptote lechem. Now, this part of the Pusik, lahamis nefoshos, backs up the anti-rational interpretation, right? In other words, the witchcraft is killing people. Whereas, according to the Meiri, and I'm going to say according to the Rambam, it didn't really work. But well, he would, it worked he, even from a, the point of view of somebody scared enough, they could die of fear. <laughs> okay, maybe, oh. maybe. But I'm saying this this indicates that this, the, the, this, that it works. Right. That it's actually yeah. it actually could kill people who shouldn't die, and could actually give life to people who probably shouldn't be alive. Um, I think that's a if any, again, this is an incredible spot if right. you want to do a research on witchcraft uh, to sort of look at these psukim and see um, you know, what Chazal and the Mepharshim say Which about it. Which are this again? Which are these? Which psukim? Yeah, this is Yecheskel 1319. 1319. You know, the Radak in the psukim in Yecheskel says that um, that these are Nevios Sheker. Um and you can see the Radak says that they um, they say God speaks to them and they tell the future and they say this one will live, this one will die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do kshafim and they do magic. Now the Radak, as if you remember in my shir that I gave on Sunday night, was sort of like in the middle between the rationalists and the literalists. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says they say that it's they get prophecy and they do an act of kshafim, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they false are. Prophets. Yeah, they're false. Right. Um, and um, if we go to the next one, the next Pasik, um, You know, he, the Rashi explains how it worked. He said they would give them these, um, these, these, you know, these, uh, these uh, blankets and uh, things to wear that they would uh, that they would give. You know, if you would come to the witch, she would give you this, and you would wear it on your on your shoulders, and um, and that's the way it worked. And if um, you know, once you wore it, I guess you were connected. Um, yeah, like, don't try this at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they would, they would sew these pillows or, or, or coverings that people would put on their hands um, up until their shoulders. And they would put special hats on their head. And, um, and through that... Uh, they'd be able to somehow tell the future. Um, and again, it's very similar to stuff that they used to do uh, yeah. in, in seances. And you can see right. like, the question. Doesn't it always come? I mean, I'm not trying to give the benefit of the doubt to 
people doing evil. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, the Malbum, just to just to interrupt you for a second, yeah. this was like counter tefillin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, um, so these women would metaphros that that's the way they would put it on the hands. Oh, evil. Yeah. Right. This yeah. was your evil tefillin. Um, this <sighs> is the, the evil tefillin. But if you go here where it says, um, Lahamis nefashos is really, so you can take a look. Even Rashi says it doesn't necessarily work. Look at Rashi here. Again, here's the Pusik that seems to imply that magic works. Right. It says, Lahamis nefashos. Asher lo timuseno, that they are killing people who shouldn't die, and they're actually allowing to live people who shouldn't live. Mm-hmm. So if, if you look at, okay, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, look at the way Rashi begins. Rashi and Yecheskel, Klomar, to say on the foshos that they are going to die, because of course they are kesem isheker. Right. And people think that it's true, right? So, right. so that's it. Doesn't really work. Um, even Rashi says that. Um, I mean, there's Tommy Tehi So the question is, the people who are doing the evil, why would it even affect anyone once you have a moon and Hashem? You know, mm-hmm. it really shouldn't. It's just like, but you know, go away. You're crazy. You know, <laughs> right? Um, why would it affect them at all? I mean, yeah, I understand there's there's negative powers, opposite positive powers, the way Hashem creates the universe of balance and everything. But, and we don't go there, you know, you don't play with electrical wires, you don't go there. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, the, 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 again, all the Mepharshim here try to downplay the power. Uh, the Malbim says that um, by doing this, this is a Chivu Hashem. And um, Lahamis nefashos means that they're going to die spiritually, um, and um, you know that is you know people are going to accept that. So anyway, the point though is is that whether it's spiritual death or it's all an illusion, most of the mafarshim and pshat, you know, reject any uh, as, uh, any way thinking that um, this was going to be real. Right, that it could actually work. Right. Um, but what you do see is that it sounded in the Gemara's Havamina that it could work even for a small amount of even a broken piece of food. And that's the Gemara's question. They don't do magic with broken pieces or not a full loaf. Mm-hmm. So that's the Gemara's question. So the Gemara thinks that they actually did put the whammy even on the slices. So the Gemara answers. The Pasuk seemed to indicate that. So the Gemara answers, that doesn't mean what the Pasuk, you read the Pasuk wrong. This is the answer here. The Shakli Bigrayu. No, of course. Mad, the, the way magic works then is the way, it, even in the, you know, the magic of Yecheskel's time was similar to the magic of uh, Shimon Bar-Yachai's time. Mm-hmm. And that the, 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 the pseudo-magic or real magic the whammies would go on full pieces. What did the Pusik mean that they are doing, they're being machalil Hashem and doing magic with pieces of bread? It meant they would accept pieces of bread. As Rashi says, 
Shaklin bi'igrayu, that's Aramaic for taking. The word shekel is to pick up or to take, right? It's, it's a weight, mishkal, because that's what they used to do to weigh stuff, was they would put a stone and lift it on one side of the scale. That's why we use the word shekel to, to mean to pick something up or to take something from someone. Bi'igrayu, of course, that's agra, is the Aramaic word for reward. Petite lechem la'asos kshofim. In other words, they would t- they were very they're very cheap. They'll take a couple of slices of bread to do magic. And now Rashi goes back and reads the pasuk for us. Rashi in not in in, in Yechesko, Rashi here in Erevin. It's your fault. You're paying them and saying, yeah, you know, you're willing to pay them even with the smallest amount because what's the chil Hashem that they do kshafim? And here again, Rashi is clearly on the side, not necessarily of the Me'iri, that it doesn't work, but it definitely, uh, the purpose of the kishif, which maybe works a little bit, was for the bigger message. So in other words, in this rationalist debate, Everybody says that these guys are 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 evil. Right. Now, but but it would seem that the um, the non-rationalists are the ones who weren't bought in. You know, Farkoyev to rationalism would say the stuff worked, but it it was like you know it was it, it, it's not like it did the black arts are real, but they were using it to promote a larger false vision of what the world was about. And so therefore it was, you know, uh, just like we believe about Paro, you know, that the, that the magicians (laughs) of Paro had, had uh, potential and had not potential. They actually had power. And that's really what the Pasuk and Yechesko was bemoaning. So it's really Klaus fault for keeping this business going and paying in that small amount. Okay. So now we've uh, we've we, we did Ataris Nadarim. We did a little bit about magic. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.